morning. Good seeing everybody. If you will, let's turn to Genesis 43. I want to touch on a couple verses there and get into Genesis 44. I intended on emailing everybody ahead of time to, if you have the ability and the Lord gives the motivation to read this story, chapters 43 and 44 of Joseph and Benjamin and the silver cup, and, and I didn't email you. And I had intended on sending out those links for the conferences in, in Kingsport, and I didn't do that until, I think, Saturday morning. So I'm a little behind the, behind the curve today, but I pray it'll still be a blessing to us. So. If you notice any bulletins, I want to make a point, too. Uh, I got a list there of all the upcoming conferences that we know of. Uh, I'm going to make several statements to the young people today. It's needed. Uh, if you're younger than me, it counts for you all, too, you older young people. Um, <clears throat> practically, it's according to the word, word of God, set you up a budget every month. Tell you money. Be good stewards of your money. And, and line one on that budget, that's to the furtherance of the gospel and the attendance of the gospel. Uh, Kimberly and I always made up our monthly budget and yearly budgets and things like that. And we said, well, we're going to go to about three or four conferences this year. You going to pay your power bill? Yeah. You going to buy groceries? That's needed. Well, I needed to go to a couple conferences that year. And, of course, I started preaching, and then play would go to conferences, and I had to stay back. But Kimberly and the children went. And then even then, years ago, we was planning for retirement. That was part of the things we budgeted for. Like, well, we're going to retire. I ain't going to divorce the Lord's people when I retire. I ain't going to leave them. I ain't going to leave her. And so you plan for those things, long-term, short-term and long-term, and, uh, and be where the gospel's preached. Just like a grocery bill or a power bill. It'll be good. You build your life around the gospel. You don't squeeze the gospel into what's convenient in your busy, busy schedule. Well, I guess I can squeeze in a worship now. You know. Build your life around that. Lord provide. He will. In Genesis 43, this story of Joseph and his brothers hits like one of those mosaic murals. You ever seen those? But people take a lot of little tiny pictures, and they make one big picture out of it. That's kind of like this story we have. There's a whole lot of little pictures. We can focus in on Benjamin being the bride of Christ. That's the church. Benjamin being a picture of Christ today. Pictures of what Joseph shows us in that. But all these little tiny pictures, as we read this this story, we get the big picture. All these little pictures make up a big picture. But each one of these little ones, it's needed right where it is. It's needed. Right that week, right that time. You don't need to go moving it around. That's where the Lord put it. That's where we'll leave it. Joseph had done several things to his brothers so far. They had done something to him. A couple decades before, they'd sold him off into slavery and faked his death, and they didn't know whether he was alive or dead or what. He was dead to them. He, they didn't know him. And now this famine came. God sent a famine on the whole world to give us this picture. You think he's going to save his people? You betcha. And his brothers were brought to him, and he was speaking another language. He had a different name. He had an interpreter to speak to him through. He dealt with them sternly, and he said, you spies, we're true men. They didn't know what true man was. They was lying through their teeth. 
And he didn't dump it all on them at once. He, he just said, you're a bunch of premeditated murderers is what you are. <laughs> and I'm the one you premeditatedly murdered. <laughs> Tried to. He just said, you spies, you tricksters, you hucksters, you liars. And they said, we're true. And then what he said, well, he's going to turn their hearts. He said, you're going to bring me your brother. You're going to be true men. I want one thing out of you. Your least esteemed brother. The one made the least. Give me that one. And then he put them in prison for three days to prove to them they can't do what they just got told to do. <laughs> That's to be done for. This is wonderful kindness. I pray God will do that to some sinners in San Diego County. I pray to do that to some sinners in this room. Show you what you can't do and put you in a prison and, and say all hope is lost except for his freedom that he provides. You see our elder brother high and lifted up. But he locked him up and he provided for him. He let him out. He said, I'm going to keep Simeon, but put everything that they need in their sacks and send them on their way. Send them to the Father with everything required, everything needed for life. And he provided abundantly for them, didn't he? But they're required to bring their brother. So they brought him. They went and they ate up all the king's goods, didn't they? Just consumed it. <laughs> I bet they ate it fast, too. They ate up all that corn, and it wasn't until the corn started running out. as fat and happy up to that point, and then the corn started running out. So, Uh-oh, we got trouble. Hunger's coming again. That's good. We're going to have to bring Benjamin to him if we're going to eat. And the father said, Jacob said, don't you take my son. You already, one of them's already dead. You didn't bring back Simeon. And now you're going to take Benjamin? No. And they said, we ain't going to this. He said it plainly. Don't you, you ain't going to see my face unless you bring your brother. You think, is this just a, a story that happens to line up well with a theological system? God purposed this from eternity <laughs> to teach us something. He did. And they brought the son. Judah said, I'll be surety. I ain't going to be, if somebody else be surety, I ain't going to have surety as a proxy. It ain't going to be in some piece of paper that's 400 years old. It's in me. I'll be surety for it. He meant it. I was going to use him to be a picture. It says in Genesis 43, Joseph, they, they brought Benjamin to him and he saw him and he was moved. His heart was moved. And he commanded them to be brought somewhere. These ones that brought the sun and on it, they didn't bring money. They didn't bring more corn. They didn't bring good ideas. They didn't bring a bunch of snake oil and, and theories of how to grow more corn. They brought the sun. And they were commanded to go somewhere. Where? Look at verse 16. Genesis 43, 16. And when Joseph saw Benjamin with them, he said to the ruler of his house, bring these men home. Bring them home. Not to my home, not to a home, not to what some old dead fellow said was home. Bring them home. Slay. Make ready, for these men shall dine with me at high noon when the sun's at its highest, elevated. And these brothers got worried again. They got fearful, and they started just, they're going to be silenced here towards the end of it. They're going to finally going to get shut up. But they keep regurgitating the same story. They keep just telling it. And it's, this is what I, now here's what we did, and this is what happened, and here's what we did, and this is what happened. And, and, and we, now, we did everything right. I acted on the, the best way with the best information I had at the time. 
what I always used to say. I did the best I had with the best knowledge I had. And they kept telling the story over and over again. They were scared. Told the whole story. And they told it truthfully to this servant. In verse 40, chapter 43, verse 23, this servant replied to him. He said, peace be to you. This is a picture of the Holy Spirit speaking to him. Verse, verse 23, peace to you. Peace to you. Fear not. That's what the Lord speaks to our hearts, doesn't it? Calm down. Peace. Be still. Fear not. Your God and the God of your father hath given your treasure in your sacks. I had your money. <laughs> the Lord's orchestrated all this. He's done all this. This is his will. This is his purpose. He had me do it. <laughs> and he brought Simeon out to him. The brother was unbound. Loose him. What's, what, what was Lazarus loosed of? Grave clothes. You reckon it stuck to him? I bet it pulled some hairs. You, you men's got some hairy arms. You ever had like a Band-Aid on you or some ropes tied around you and you go to undo something and hit rubs on you, hit pulls some hair. That stings a little, don't it? Lord commanded his servants for his children said, loose them, let them go. This servant loosed him, let him go. They made ready a present for Joseph. And when he came home, they gave it to him. And Joseph didn't say anything about this present. He didn't ask him where they got it. He didn't say how, how much he loved it. He had one question for him. Look at verse 27, Genesis 43, 27. And he asked them of their welfare. You okay? And he said, is your father well, the old man of whom you spake? Is he yet alive? And they said, thy servant, our father, is in good health. He is yet alive. Our God liveth. <laughs> and they bowed their heads before him, before Joseph, and made obeisance. Remember right before they threw him in a pit decades ago? He had dreamed a dream. And he said, my corn, my sheaves was out in the field, and your sheaves out in the field, and your sheaves made obeisance to me. And they said, we didn't like him anyway. And I can't even say something nice to him now. Let's kill him. And he said, told his mommy and daddy the same thing. He said, the stars and the moon are going to bow down to me. And they said, well, hold on now. It's fine with your brother. Don't you go say that about your mommy and daddy. <laughs> it says they fell down. They bowed their heads and made obeisance. End of verse 28. Well, well, well. If, if a prophet's God's prophet, what he says is going to come true because it's God saying it. And And... Everything in this word, it has come true, it's coming true, and it shall come true. This is the word of Lord. What he says is going to come to pass. And I wish we'd get that in our hearts. It gives us a whole lot more peace in this world, and we stop being scared of everything. Just like these brethren. They just listened to him from the get-go. But they had to go through this. They had to learn these things. It does a sinner good to realize this book is written to me. If I wrote you a letter and gave it to you, or I told you the letter, or I had somebody else read the letter, that's, that's, a, that's words from me to you. This is God's word to his people. This is to us. To us. And he said, you're going to bow. It's going to come to pass. I believe him. <laughs> But he proves his word to me over and over and over again. Verse 29. 
and he lifted up his eyes, Joseph did, and he saw his brother Benjamin, his mother's son, bone of his bone, flesh of his flesh, and said, Is this your younger brother of whom you speak to me? And he said, God be gracious unto thee, my son. And Joseph made haste, for his bowels did yearn upon his brother, and he sought where to weep, and he entered into his chamber and wept there. His heart was broken. He was satisfied. He was content. And then keeping these perceived traditions, these Egyptians, they wouldn't eat with Hebrews. Uh, they didn't, they're nasty. They didn't want nothing to do with them. And so they'd sit down for bread. They'd sit down at another table. And they were placed down, these, these Hebrew brothers, <laughs> these brothers of Job's, sons of Jacob. They said, all right, we're all going to sit over here, and here's your seat, and here's your seat, and here's your seat. And you know what? It went from the oldest to the youngest in birth order. And they had different mommies at different times as born. They marveled. They said, how could this be? Joseph knew. You, you think he told where to set them? You sitting in that chair? You think that's an accident? God set you in that chair. God set you in that chair. And Benjamin, he got five times vittles. <laughs> he got five times the food everybody else got. And you know what? Those brothers thought it was wonderful. They didn't get mad. They didn't get just. Well, he's the baby. He's always getting the most. That ain't fair. They rejoice. Look at verse 34. And he took and sent messes unto them from before him. But Benjamin's mess was five times so much as any of theirs. And they drank and were merry with him. Christ, who we esteemed not. You see Benjamin speaking any of this? Like, like a sheep before his shears is done. He, he didn't revile again. He didn't say nothing to him. He's going to get all the glory. Drink and be merry. <laughs> That's good news. I'm happy. There's going to be one more trial. Joseph's going to give his brothers. We've been taking this in small chunks, little pictures, ain't we? And it's building a big picture. There's going to be another trial. It's going to happen again. One more trial. He's going to give his brothers in wisdom and in prudence and understanding. They knew they were guilty selling off their brother. They were made to see that bringing Benjamin was the only approach that they had to see his face. And now one more thing is going to be taught. Lord willing, we'll see Joseph as a picture of the Father and this steward as a picture of the Holy Ghost and Benjamin as the Lord Jesus Christ in this. Chapter 44, verse 1. And he commanded the steward of his house, saying, Fill the men's sack with food, as much as they can carry. Put every man's money in his sack's mouth. The Lord commanded to the Holy Ghost to fill us, fill our sacks with food as much as we could carry. David said in Psalm 68, Blessed be the Lord who daily loadeth us with benefits, the God of our salvation. His mercies new every day. Is he our daily bread? It's not as much as you could store up, not as much as you could 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 write down in a book and keep forever, or keep living on that stuff from ten years ago. Remember them good times back in the good old days when we used to have that stuff. Not then, not tomorrow. Tomorrow's not promised. As much as you can carry, right now, that's daily sufficiency. You see that it's commanded. I don't know if the Lord's going to give me sufficient grace for today. If yours, he, if you're His, He's going to command it, and it shall be sufficient. Paul went three times 
in perfection. That gives me hope. He's an apostle, he asked three times. You reckon I can ask six? <laughs> Sixty? Three hundred? Lord, take this from me. And he said, my grace is sufficient. Deal with it. Keep it right where it is. I'm so thankful that tell us what that thorn was, ain't you? We'd all go out and try to get one of them. And then mope around and said, look at my big old thorn. We got plenty, don't we? But he commanded this as much as they could carry. Number of the blessings the Lord gave you, huh? Can you write them down? Get your pencil. You're going to run out of trees. As much as they could carry. And who's this to? This command of provision. As much as they could carry. Who's it to? This is to the very people, all this blessing, all this provision for, for the very brothers that hated him. They still don't know this is Joseph. They he knew them. He knew them. Verse 2. And put my cup, comma, the silver cup, comma, <laughs> not any old cup, put my cup, the silver cup, in the sack's mouth of the youngest and his corn money. And he did according to the word that Joseph had spoken. Joseph said, do this. And that's what was done. He did what he was told. He did what he heard, didn't he? Said what he was heard. This cup, verse 5, says it's divineth. It says, is this not it in which my Lord drinketh, whereby indeed he divineth? That means this is the one he makes trials with. This silver cup is the one he makes judgment with. It was a silver cup given to the youngest brother. Silver throughout that Old Testament. That's what Israel was redeemed with, wasn't it? They were counted by the silver. Shekels and the half shekels they brought. And that was all used to make the sockets. Eventually the foundations of the tabernacle. That was the base. Our Lord was betrayed for 30 pieces of silver. All that provision for us was the exact thing he was betrayed by. And that blood and that sacrifice is what bought us. His person, his work, the blood, that's our foundation. He's the rock of our foundation. Our redemption. It says, and put my cup, the silver cup, in the sack's mouth of the youngest, and his corn money. And he did according to the word that Joseph had spoken. You take this cup and give it to the son. You heard that before? Peter mentioned something like that, didn't he? The determinate counsel and the foreknowledge of God? Is that what was taking place here? Putting the cup of his trial and judgment, making Christ sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him? That's not an accident. That's not plan B. That's the determinate counsel and the foreknowledge of God on his command, his will, his purpose. The son gets the cup. There's a lot written about this cup, and we're looking at that on Wednesdays. <laughs> he just talked, told Peter, he said, shall I not drink of this cup? And the Lord prayed, Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Not that their wills were different, but so we would know the gravity of this cup. This cup. Turn over to Revelation 14. Let's take a look at it real quick. Revelation 14. This is a cup of wrath. For the one that drinks it. <clears throat> Revelation 14. 
There was three angels John had saw. One came preaching the gospel. And one came declaring that hour of judgment. And Babylon has fallen. And here's the third one, verse 9. Revelation 14, verse 9. And the third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If any man worship the beast and his image and receive his mark in his forehead or in his hand, the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation. And he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. The Lamb is the one who drank of that old covenant for us. All this will happen to mankind who the Lord doesn't drink that cup for. They're going to drink it. His people, we'll be made one with him. We've already drank it. He did that for we was in him and him and us. And he, and he drank of that cup, consumed it. Because the Father purposed it that way. Because that's his cup. He drank it for his people. He consumed the indignation, the wrath. What do we drink? What do we drink? Isaiah 51. Isaiah 51, verse 16. Lord speaks, and he says, I have put my words in thy mouth. I have covered thee in the shadow of thy hand, that I may plant the heavens and lay the foundations of the earth and say unto Zion, Thou art my people. Why did he do all those things? To say to them, You're my people. Awake, awake, wake them up, <laughs> stand up. O Jerusalem, which hast drunk at the hand of the Lord the cup of his fury. You've already drunk the fury of the Lord. Huh? Because of the, cry, the cup that Christ drunk, you have. Sure he is. O Jerusalem, awake, awake, stand up, O Jerusalem, which hath drunk at the hand of the Lord the cup of his fury. Thou hast drunk in the dregs of the cup of trembling and wrung them out. Completely. It's completely finished. Well, who purposed this? The Father did. Who, who purchased it? The Son did. Who proclaims it? Who's the one telling them about it? The Spirit does. That's what Paul told us in Ephesians 1. Isn't it? <laughs> it's exactly what happened. Because of that, that cup was given to him for the wages of sin is death. They go hand in hand. That's what that is. That Why is there indignation? Sin. Why is there wrath? Sin. Wages is death. He died on a Roman cross, didn't he? But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. In doing that, <laughs> him drinking that cup, him being given that cup, we live. He's given us life, made us a new creation. We're his workmanship. And then we drink joy, don't we? Because of that, because of his death giving us life, Paul said, he goes, I speak as to wise men. Judge what I say. We'll look at that next hour, the fools and the wise. He goes, I'm going to speak like a wise person. You see what I say. 
the cup of blessing which he blessed. Is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? What's your cup of blessing? His blood. He quenched that cup of wrath. He did that. Because he drank that, we drank we drank his blood, don't we? The bread which we break, is that not the communion of the body of Christ? That's our cup now. David wrote that in Psalm 116. So what shall I render unto the Lord for all of his benefit toward me? I will take the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. He said in Psalm 23, Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of mine enemies. You anointed my head with oil, and my cup runneth over. Runs over. What our Lord say? He commanded. Take this cup. Drank all of it. This is the New Testament, my blood. Well, David, that was a long time before that happened. That's the same Christ, didn't it? That's the same lowly esteemed brother that we had the whole time. Why is the Father not angry with us anymore? Christ drank that cup. If he does not drink it for someone, they're going to drink it. Turn over Matthew 20. Matthew 20, verse 21. Those sons of Zebedee come down. <laughs> James and John, sons of thunder. Their mama had a question for their Lord. Verse 21, Matthew 20, 21. And he said unto her, What wilt thou? And she saith unto him, Grant these my two sons may sit, the one on the right hand and the other on the left hand, in thy kingdom. But Jesus answered and said, Ye know not what ye ask. Are ye able to drink of the cup that I shall drink of, to be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? And they say unto him, We are able. Oh. He saith unto them, Ye shall drink indeed of my cup, and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with. <laughs> like, a, like a father patting his child on the head, it's all right. You don't know what you're talking about. I looked that up. I couldn't remember if it was Matthew 19, 20, 21, 20, somewhere through there. And I was in a hurry. And so I, I typed into Google, are you able to drink of the cup, KJV? And Google come back and said, according to two sources, no. <laughs> I got that one. <laughs> we can't drink of that cup. But because he did, we shall. We'll drink the cup of salvation and the the cup of blessing and the cup of joy. The Father gave that cup to Christ for his people before time. The Son entered into that covenant willingly. And the Holy Spirit comes and proclaims that's what took place. And it, that's what breaks the heart of his people. Everybody else, it's a cold, dead fact, maybe at best. But, but when that what, what this is, this story of salvation, of who he is and what he's done, when that goes to the heart of his people, it breaks the heart. It does. Back in our text from Genesis 44.
Verse 3, Genesis 44, 3. It says, As soon as the morning was light, we need light to see this, don't we? Not our light, not man's light. God has to reveal this. As soon as the morning was light, the men were sent away and their asses. And they were gone out of the city and not yet far off. Joseph said unto his steward, Up, follow after the men. And without us overtake them, saying to them, Wherefore have ye rewarded good, evil for good? This master's been so good to you. Why are you evil? Why have you done him wrong? Is this not it in which my Lord drinketh? And whereby indeed he divineth? Ye have done evil in doing so. You try and take that cup yourself, so he's telling them. He overtook them, and he spake them the same words. They argued a little bit. Verse 7. And they said unto him, Wherefore saith my Lord these words? God forbid that thy servants should do according to this. We didn't take nothing from you. We only took what was told us to take. We didn't do anything wrong. Behold the money which we found in our sack's mouth. We brought again to thee. We did good things in the past. You know all the good things we used to do? I hear it a lot. I hear it in the mirror a lot too. I know different. You think of the good things I've done in the past. Look at all I've done, all I've given up, all the right things I've done. Behold the money which we found in our sack's mouth. We brought again unto thee out of the land of Canaan. How then should we steal out of thy Lord's house silver and gold? Why would we take something from you? And then they make their covenant, right? With whomsoever of thy servants it be found, both let him die, and we will also be thy Lord's bondmen. You find this cup and anybody's stuff here, you kill that one and we'll all be your servants. Little did they know. Some of y'all get it. Servant said, okay, we'll do what you said. Speedily they brought down. They said, here, go through our sacks. They took their sacks down. Verse 12. And he searched and began at the eldest and left at the youngest. And the cup was found in Benjamin's sack. And they rent their clothes and laid in every man's his ass and they returned to the city. They tore their clothes off screaming and yelling. They're going to kill Benjamin. We didn't even know what we were saying. Guilt, isn't it? Our Lord said in John 16, He said, When He's come, that steward's come, the Holy Ghost has come, He's going to reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment, of sin because they believe not on me. Did they believe Joseph when He said, You're going to make obeisance to me and, and I'm going to be the boss and you're going to be happy about it? And they said, Kill him. We don't believe him. We don't believe a word he says. They know it now, don't they? Of judgment. Why, do, why does the Holy Spirit come and convicts us of, of, of righteousness? He said, because I go to the Father and you see me no more. Where was Joseph this whole time? On the throne. <laughs> they hadn't seen him. He left. <laughs> That's the Lord's work, isn't it? These brothers are about to find out whose hand judgment's in. A judgment because the prince of this world's judged. We're about to find out who commands. They're kind of aware of it now. They're fearing physically. They're about to honor their brother. Verse 14. And Judah and his brethren, Genesis 44, 14. And Judah and his brethren came to Joseph's house, for he was yet there, and they fell before him on the ground. And Joseph said unto them, What deed is this that you have done? What ye not such a man as I can certainly divine? Don't you know I can discern these things? I can judge these things? And Judah said, What shall we say unto my Lord? 
What shall we speak or how shall we clear ourselves? God hath found out the iniquity of thy servants. Behold, we are my Lord's servants, both we and he also whom the cup is found. We've sinned against God. You happen to see this. Now we're your servants. For the believer, not for everybody else, for the believer, Christ has drank your cup for you that you rightly earned. It's put away. The sin's gone as far as the east is from the west. Righteousness, the acts of a holy nature is accounted to you because now you have his holy nature. A new creation's in you. But we don't forget we're guilty. Not in this earth. A little old Don said, he said, forgive yourself. He said, what? <laughs> what you, how could you? While I'm in this body and, and I see what I am and I go through these days and there's, there's Thursday morning sometimes I wake up. You ever wake up on a Thursday morning and you know what you are? Lord, don't let me be me today. <laughs> don't let me be myself. Keep me. Preserve me. What's he speak to us? Verse 17. And Joseph said, God forbid that I should do so, but the man in whose hand the cup is found. This, this punishment, it, it ain't going to come again. We know we're guilty. There's no punishment for it. There's no punishment for it. It's already been dealt. But the man in whose hand the cup is found, he shall be my servant. This, he said, this is mine elect, my good and faithful servant. Look at him. My son, whom I'm well pleased. He shall be my servant. And as for you, burn him at the stake. That's what we would say, wouldn't it? Get up. Get you up in peace unto your father. Because of his person and his work, there'll come a day. Either he'll come to us. That spirits will come to us and say, get up. It's time to go to the Father. That's what we get because we're made like. Isn't that unbelievable? Let's pray together. Father, thank you for your word to us. It's beautiful. Just like our Redeemer. Teach it to us, Lord. Commit these things to our hearts and Make us see Christ in it, every page. Who he is and what he's done and our need, our need of a Savior, our need of redemption, our need of a holy nature. He's all. Thank you for this day, Lord. Be with every soul here. and Call your people out. Show us our guilt. Show us our Savior. It's because of Christ we ask these things. Amen. All right, brother.